This is the Pathways Podcast. This podcast exists to help you find completeness in Jesus. I want to welcome you to the Pathways Podcast. This podcast exists uh, to help you be complete in Jesus. My name is Scott Ensminger, one of the ministers at Christ Church Roanoke, and co-host is Mr. Peter Buckland. And today we're going to be talking about uh, something that is on my mind a lot these days just because we are in summertime and just being relevant in my faith and being steady in my faith, we just are going to talk about today about being focused on my spiritual journey as the disruptions of summer happen. Oh, yeah. Summer is a great time, but all the general routines that we've got going, Scott, are gone. Uh, If there's summer school, it's a different schedule. If there are um, athletic events, it's a different schedule. If there's work, sometimes we can have a short week. We can have vacations. We've got special events with um, camps and experiences that are actually going on. And a lot of times when people are in a rhythm and then they hit a time like summer, it just sort of explodes on them and they have no idea what they actually want to do. So what's the first thing? That seems to happen to a lot of us when when we have the disruption of summer. Like what what in our spiritual journey, what is what is pretty un, or what's pretty common for us to lose? I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are very rhythmic, and so when you get up in the morning, you usually start your day and you get going. I kind of call it a morning routine. Then you have your whole day and you have your evening routine. That all goes out the window for a lot of people. And while they have bits and pieces of their routines. They don't really have the sense that this is like me. This is what really helps me to make my day go. So if you've got a devotional time, if you've got Bible reading, if you've got your own personal quiet time with the Lord sometime in your day, that's the very first thing to go. So your kids might be up late. um, and If you want to spend time with God in the evening before you go to bed, you might be exhausted by the time that you do that, and you just skip it, and then you skip it again, and then you skip it again. And before you know it, you, you, you're out of the, the habit, out of the practice of doing that. So whatever is built in with routines is the first thing to go when the schedule gets real um, chaotic on people. And also uh, looking at some of the notes that you've prepared for us today, us recognizing that finding that day, that time of day, whether it be late in the evening because the sun is out longer in the summer yeah. or... Uh, it's starting before everybody gets up in the in the mornings uh, for summer because the schedule is different. Uh, what are the things that we need to look at first here to kind of help us with staying focused mm-hmm. spiritually during this time? Yeah, um, I want us to talk a little bit about what the Pathways podcasts have been expressing and teaching us. And I want to begin with the idea of silence and solitude. Now, those are two real churchy words, and basically silence means quieting yourself and calming yourself, and then solitude means being fully present with God. So quieting yourself away from the hubbub and the noise and the commotion of summer, and then being fully present with God without the distractions around you would be the very first thing that I would say tends to go, because from morning until evening, there's just constant activity that's going on. So what we want to do as Christian people to stay connected with God is that we need to be preparing ourselves to hear His Word, to be more quiet, to be more calm, to be more present 
so that when we are looking at scripture and when we're praying or when we're listening to music or whatever it is that we're doing devotionally, if we're out and about enjoying creation and thanking God for what he has done, then we can do that being present with the Lord and connected with him. So silence is quieting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yes, quieting okay. ourselves. Okay, and then, then solitude is just helping us be fully, uh, fully present without any distractions. Yes. So to do that, what's the next step? Is that to help prepare mm-hmm. us for some of those rhythms? Like what is the, what's the mm-hmm. two rhythms? That you're, are you thinking of mm-hmm. two rhythms right here? or where? You... Yeah, what I'm thinking about is that this is where Scripture and prayer come in. Okay. Um, we know as busy people that if we're not quieted and our internal life is full of thoughts or we've got anxieties about the day or we've got our task list going, whatever we're focused in on that doesn't fit whatever seems the most immediate is really hard for us to get any kind of benefit out of. So scripture reading or the interaction with the word, whether we're listening to it on a Bible app, whether I'm going through a reading plan, whether I'm journaling, you know, all of those different rhythms that we've talked about with scripture, that will tend to be less effective for us if we don't quiet ourselves. So either early in the morning, if people are morning people, or getting a break in the day sometime where an individual can kind of break away from the the rhythm of the day, or maybe even at night before you go to bed, is a good time to quiet and to have those several minutes where you are able to relax, if you will, take some deep breaths, um, visualize that you're actually having a conversation with Christ. Stop and reflect on the value of the word and how God has been helpful for for your day or how you need him to help you if you pray in the morning. And just really take that time to kind of walk through the day rather than rush through that particular moment. Turn off the TV, um, take down the real strong lights if you can so that they're not blaring all the time and just kind of create a more calm atmosphere. I mean, I remember, Scott, when we had kids and we needed to get them in bed and we'd start to get them in bed by nine o'clock and it was a light outside and they really had trouble and they didn't really get to sleep till 9.30 or quarter till 10 uh, with all of the tiredness that can come with kids, that that wasn't a very good time for us to have calmness but when they were finally in bed and things were relatively calm in the house, to, to watch a TV show or to go do something, a task that we wanted to do, actually could be counterproductive mm. because we still need the Lord to energize us and help us, maybe even relax us after a day and, and spend that time with Him to present ourselves before the Lord and say, I really need you to help me calm down from the day, and I just need to sit here, and I need to breathe deeply, and I need to think about a truth in your word. Because we've talked about biblical meditation, where you take an idea, and you just roll that in your mind over and over and over again, or you have a familiar passage that you've memorized that you can state, or a, a truth that you want to say over and over again. And if you can actually begin your day or find a middle of your day, like Daniel prayed three times a day, find a middle of your day where you can just be by yourself, even for five to 10 minutes, it can revolutionize your day. Because wherever God is, there's power and ability. So I think this goes back to what we talked about so many different times uh, on the podcast, but it's, it's even making sure, even though the routine has changed you are still being intentional with your faith yes. and making sure that you 
it is a, it stays a priority in your life. Yes. So, and I think that's huge for the silence and the solitude, just to kind of get you back in that right frame of mind. And then you're saying, scripture, prayer, just take that time there and make sure that you do that. Mm-hmm. Don't have to do both of them at that time, but mm-hmm. but definitely make sure both right. of those are are in your daily daily pattern, regardless yeah. of. Uh, if it's in the morning or the during the day or in mm-hmm. the evening, but being just intentional with that, with that going on and happening, um, and even though it is summertime, and we have a lot of things going on, it's still important for us to have Sabbath. Yes. Uh, so, what does that look like? What's a great example of how that looks for us here at this time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sabbath is your ability to really enjoy God. And having your children, having your family, having your friends participate in that, I think is really important. And Sabbath is where you take time out, where you shut down the TV, you set your electronics off on the side, and you spend time with the people that you know and you love. You have a good meal, you have a spiritual conversation, you have some fun activities, but they have this kind of spiritual debriefing. So when you go outside with your kids, on a Sabbath moment, you have lunch, and then you go outside and you play with your kids, and you stop at the end of that playing, and you talk about how the air smells, and how God made that, and it smells really good, and you talk about how good it is to feel the grass, and that God made the grass, and it's green, and it's really cool to look at, and God made the shade for you to rest in, and God made the the liquid, the water for you to drink, and that God is a good, caring God who loves and has created a world for us to live in that really is pleasing and fun. If I meet with my adult friends, we can have the practice of spiritual conversations. Well, what are we learning about God this week? What am I being reaffirmed with? Or what are the, what are the struggles of summer in my own spiritual routines? And did my week get away with me? Was I able to accomplish some things that I really wanted to accomplish? Did I get in some of the silence and solitude and just have friends praying for each other about the difficulty that it could be to find a new routine. You know, I worked at Ozark Christian College for a long time. And after I would disciple uh, my group and I would send them, they they would go home and I would send them out, um, they would often talk about how their own spiritual rhythms were so disrupted for the first three to four weeks of summer, where they just couldn't get the hang of the work or the the internship or being at home, and they they were just out of whack the whole time. And having a place where you can stop, that's what Sabbath is, where you stop and you put between um, a particular time and another time a spiritual moment that you're going to have with people to where you can reflect on how are things going spiritually and are you pleased with what's actually happening? Are you seeing God answer your prayers? Uh, What are you really studying? Do you want to have a spiritual conversation about something? I I was even thinking The Chosen is a real popular uh, series out right now. You could watch an hour of The Chosen and then just talk about it. Talk about what really reflects Scripture and what's kind of an artist's rendering about what could have happened during that time and why does it touch our hearts the way that it does. What is it about God that when He enters our world that he touches our heart in an amazing way. That's what Sabbath is. Hmm. Sabbath is not just taking it easy and Netflix binging. It's not just going out and playing games. It's redeeming the time by inviting God into that time or a conversation about God and interacting with people in a spiritual way. And that is really refreshing for people. So we're looking to be energized 
by that time, you know, refreshed mm-hmm. and then energized to keep going. Yes. And okay. Yeah, people actually feel more tired after a vacation when yes. they're supposed to rest. Yes than they did before they took the vacation because they've spent so much time, if we could put this in quotes and say it, resting, that they're exhausted. Yeah. You know, well, I went out and I did this, and then I did that, and then I went out to eat, and then I slept in, and then I stayed up late, and then I had this experience, and then we went to this amusement park, and um, a vacation, which is supposed to be restful and refreshing, can end up actually making people really tired. So Sabbath is not something to rush through it's something to enjoy and maybe play through or to have fun experiences, things you want to do with the people that you want to be with. And I would even say pray at the beginning to invite God into the experience, have a conversation about God during the experience somewhere, and then at the end um, have a prayer about being launched from Sabbath mm. to go forward. Again, intentionality. Yeah. Just being intentional. Yeah, because you can wish that you had Sabbath. Right. At the end of the day, thinking, oh, man, I blew it because this was my day to have Sabbath, but I did X, Y, and Z instead. Right. And people will actually feel more rested and refreshed by living a life walking with God than living a life not walking with Him. And I think that's where Sabbath comes in because it's real experiences, inviting God into our regular day, and He actually refreshes us while we do that. Okay, so we talked about silence and solitude and having that lead us to Scripture and prayer. Mm-hmm. We just talked Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the next thing that we could be thinking about that we could be doing uh, throughout the summer just to help us stay connected to our journey with Christ? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say service. Okay. We are created for good works in Christ. I love Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are His handiworks created for good works. And the idea of God's handiwork means that wherever we go, something really good can happen. And summer is a great time to help help out a neighbor. It's a great time to go on a trip and pitch in and help people that we're with. It's a great time to teach our kids service rather than just sitting around playing on their machines or being lazy doing something of just actually contributing. Of course, you have to work through the complaints that are associated with that, but pitching in and helping and serving Uh, really helps to make our days so much richer and so much fuller so that if we're bored, if we could use that because there's not a lot to do, there could be something that could be done at water gardens. There could be a job picking up trash at at a park that you go to. There could be volunteering at a special event at church, whether that's vacation Bible school or camp. Uh, There could be just the opportunity to help out Uh, with a teacher, with a classroom, and getting a classroom set up for the Mm -hmm. summer. There's just a lot of ways that we could donate our time in order to make the world a better place rather than just sitting around doing our own thing. What happens when we spend too much time on electronics is we get crabby and we get more impatient. So limiting some of that time by spending it in Sabbath, by spending it in silence and solitude, but also by spending it in service, helping out doing something around the house, doing something for somebody else, doing something for an elderly person could be extremely helpful. And service would even include going and just visiting with people. Absolutely. You know, I'm a believer in throwing stuff into a little cooler and stopping over at somebody's house and just enjoying a moment. I mean, take take an ice cream social to somebody. Uh, Grab a watermelon and go over to somebody's house. Make sure it's really good and cold and just go share that. Or go... 
go see somebody you haven't seen for a long time, or if somebody's been in the hospital, stop by and see them and take your kids along as long as they're old enough and it's okay to do something like that. Just stay for a few minutes and yeah, say you hello. You don't have to stay long no. at all. You can just pop in just to say hey. and Remembering you, praying for you. Yep. Hey, we brought you some watermelon cubes, and we're going to eat some with you. We'll put the rest in your refrigerator. Um, those acts of kindness, you know, we, we called them random acts of kindness at one time in the 1980s and 90s. Just helping out people to lift their spirits up is really important. And the summer um, can provide a greater opportunity for that because it's less structured, so if we're intentional and we use that structure to say we're going to go help somebody today, that could be really good. Yeah, that's that's uh, and and now with again with it staying daylight so mm-hmm. long, you have more opportunity even to, to do those kind of yes. things like that. So yeah, a bunch of our neighbors like to sit outside on their driveways because we don't really have front porches. Yeah, and sometimes I'll just kind of walk on over and barge in and just have a chat with them. Yeah, in some ways, you know. So just. Being more friendly and stopping to have conversations and checking up on people and find out how they're doing, all of that really fits into service. It's right. not just necessarily doing something. Right. It's being present with people in order to connect and interact with them. And it's, and it's being friendly, not mm-hmm. nosy, right? Yes, friendly. <laughs> so, okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one you have here kind of ties in with that one is community. Yeah. yeah. I tried to find an S to fit it all, but <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, There are so many people that become very inconsistent with their spiritual community in the summer. Mm. And one of my concerns is that inconsistency um, can create aggravation because the faith community performs a variety of vital tasks for us. One of those is we belong somewhere. And we're, we're at home. So wherever we go, even on a vacation, and yes, I suggest that people would, if they're able to, go to a church on a vacation because you're going to meet some of the coolest people that you would ever meet there. Now, for introverts, that scares them to death. For extroverts, it's like, oh, more, more people to meet. But we've met some really great people when we've traveled that we would have never met before mm. in, in the house of God. The second is that it's a refueling station is that summer actually wears us out. By the time, if we have children at home or we've got the summer schedule that's really driving us, like baseball or um, athletic camps or something, by the time school starts, everyone breathes a collective sigh of relief. Do you notice that, Scott? It's all Absolutely. like, oh, okay, great, summer's over. Oh, summer's over. And the reason is, is that summer drives us. But the church becomes that place that we get refueled. It's, it's a place to meet God, and we're just wearing out over the summer. And if I don't find a way to be reminded of the truths of God, and if I'm not still learning about who God is, and if I'm not communing and fellowshipping with God and His people, I actually run out of energy as the summer progresses, even if I'm doing activities I really like. We are not designed to live a full life outside of fellowship with God. Mm. We're just not designed to. We're going to use other people or we're going to have coping mechanisms that help us to deal with that. But if I can stay in touch with my faith family, um, either online or when I'm in town with them, when I'm traveling, stop in on some other expression of my faith family, I'm actually going to do better this summer by staying connected with people and physically involved with them than getting isolated. I mean, we're all coming out of COVID. 
And there's a lot of people when they come to church and they're like, man, I'm so glad that I'm finally feeling like I can come back to church. I have missed this so much. And if I'm not in, if I'm not in my faith family for two months, I'm going to feel that way at the end of July. But I might be in pretty tough shape because I've worn myself ragged. Yeah, you've been isolated, but not intentionally, just because you've been so busy. Right. Yeah, and and you know, raising kids, being married, working. If I'm single, managing my my big, amazing single life actually gets tiring, unless you can have those refueling stops. And there's something about being in God's house. If we could call the church that on God's turf with God's presence that actually nourishes us in ways that we sometimes don't recognize until we've been gone for a while. And then we get crabby and grumpy if we're not around it. So staying connected is really, really important. And to me, although that's the last one, to me, that's one of the most important ones that we tend to overlook. Because I'm on summer, I'm on break, it's really great, I'm going to go do all these things. And then we end up wondering, why am I so irritable? Why am I having the same problems that I've had? Why am I not getting along with people? Well, because when we take God out yep. and we take God's people out of the equation, we're not designed to last a long time without God and God's people. And we, if we are someone that goes to church with, with people in our family, if they see us go on vacation or basically take a break from church and all those things for, yeah. you know, for seven or eight weeks, yeah. it, it, it makes them wonder, is it a priority right. when they tell me that's a priority, right. right? So it's even right. the people around us that are watching us, yeah. even with this, of just what happens to our own witness of that. If we yeah. do take a break uh, mm-hmm. from church or those things because we're too busy doing all the other mm-hmm. things, um, it's just it's just important even in our, not only with us being connected to Christ, but also just the example of showing the people around us that it is a priority to us no matter yes. where we go and what we do. Yeah, I would say that if we're too busy to go to church, we're too busy. Yep. If I'm too busy to not be able to connect with God through His Word and by talking to Him, I'm too busy. Mm. If I can't enjoy Him, I'm too busy. And what will happen, if I could crack the door open a little bit, is that we will start to drift away from Him, Mm. and we can actually view our faith as unimportant because it's not doing anything for me. And what I've done is I've cut off some of these natural connection points that God has put in place because I'm too busy. And then I just feel more agitated on the inside and feel like it's not working for me. And summer is one of those times where, you know, around the church, uh, sometime around August, I just expect that there's more agitation in families because they're just worn out. More agitation in people because they're out of their rhythms that they're in during the regular school calendar. And my hope is that by listening to this podcast and by doing some of these things, people will intentionally build in spirituality and they will see that God will meet them um, as they set aside time for him and as they get back on track. Because what we haven't talked about is if I get started with this and then I fail, I'm just going to throw my hands up and then just walk away. No, we get back on track and we, we keep going at it because sometimes, to be honest, it's hard to do some of these things when our schedule is so disrupted. Right. And then I'm going to feel bad and guilty. Well, you know, I listen to this podcast or I'm going to church and they said I should do these things and I'm not. I'm a total failure, so I won't do anything. No, we're not a total failure. Is that we live in a world where there's a lot of disruptions. And my question is, what are we fighting for? And am I fighting for my family or am I letting sports dominate? Am I fighting for a better relationship with my kids or am I letting 
um, the electronic gadgets dominate? What am I fighting for if I'm going to put all my energy in? Well, I'm going to prioritize a relationship with God, relationship with my family. I'm going to, I'm going to work at be, being the person who I know the scripture tells me I'm designed to be. I'm not designed to be a person who um, is around noise all the time. I'm not designed to be a person who's not fully present. I'm not designed to be a person disconnected from the word. I'm not designed to be a person who doesn't talk to God. I'm not designed to be a person who doesn't ever get any kind of time with God to really enjoy him. I'm not designed to be selfish and not serve, and I'm not designed to be isolated. Hmm. I'm not designed that way. And when I accidentally fall into that or I fall into it because it's so easy to fall into it because our society is hyper-individualized and it says, Scott, just do whatever you want to do, it's up to you. You're the master of your own fate. We're not. We're not designed for that. And when we try to do it, we end up feeling more empty. And it's our hope with this Pathways podcast that people can be intentional and live according to their design and not fall away from that during the summer months. Yeah, that is our prayer. And and uh, we just, as we wrap up this podcast today, just those that have taken the time to listen to this, uh, we're grateful for you. And if you can pass this podcast on to someone that you think that, that they could uh, get some use out of this and just help them, uh, we'd appreciate that. And you can just let them know that they can find this podcast and other podcasts from Christ Church of Ornogo anywhere that podcasts can be found. So wherever they, whatever they use, that they can find it there. Uh, again, we thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And our prayer is that it just helps you be complete in Jesus. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.